Is it that time? It's that time again, baby. I'm always waiting for you to tell me we're rolling, but we're always rolling. We're always rolling. Because we're on. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I am the Big Ugly. We're back live at the mansion. Today, we have guests coming to the mansion for the first time in Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast history. Now, and I've had people at the mansion before, but this is the first time we're having them on a podcast. Right, exactly. And we need to let them know they need to take their shoes off at the door. Right? <laughs> that, that is policy number one when you come to the mansion. Number one, <laughs> shoes off at the door. Number two, uh, there's no admission, but please bring cheesesteaks. I know we talked yes, about this before. Yes, absolutely. So today, we have EWA Pro Wrestling uh, from EWA Pro Wrestling, Jason Drake and... Miss Rizzo, his manager, his valet, his girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, uh, they will be here live in the mansion very shortly, but we're going to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way first. Let's talk about, uh, we're going to talk to them about EWA, we're going to talk to them about Money in the Bank, both of them are big wrestling fans, um, big fans of the entertainment world, it's going to be great. Um, Let me tell you, Big Ugly, that uh, coming up in future podcasts, which we do Pretty much every couple weeks now, right? About every other week. That's good. People like that. Yes. People want new guests and new material. We're on a consistent schedule now, which is good. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Consistency is good. So we're going to be talking about, in upcoming podcasts, uh, WWE Battleground, which is coming up. Um, NXT uh, TakeOver Brooklyn 2, which is coming up. And SummerSlam, which is coming up. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. Um, right now for Battleground, they got Dean Ambrose defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, who we will talk about a little bit later, had a little bit of a boo-boo with the wellness policy. Um, we'll get into that. So, also, we've got the big draft coming, Big Ugly. The draft for the WWE happening on the first live SmackDown special on USA Network, July 19th. Now, I'm really liking this draft, and I think I've talked about it before. I think it's very healthy for WWE. I think it's it's going to help the product a lot. Number one, SmackDown going live is a blessing. People can't spoil SmackDown anymore. Right. Um, live TV is just always better than pre-tape. I don't have to hear them editing in cheers for Roman Reigns anymore. <laughs> or or boos for people that just aren't over, like the VOD villains. Um so watch it, big ugly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm really liking this live. I'm really liking the draft. Um, they've been doing a lot with having these different old general managers, Teddy Long, Johnny Ace coming out. Um, so that's been pretty People fun. Power. Yeah. So wait, does he still have a job with WWE, or do they just bring him back? Like, is he still employed? I think he is uh, probably on something like a Legends contract. He was the former uh, executive vice president of talent relations and the former general manager of Raw and SmackDown. Um, I think he might have some kind of Legends back office thing. Okay, so he's not an actual back office no. person anymore. Okay. No, he's he's up there. He's done. I, I believe right. so. I could be wrong. You know, we say, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're, we're just, just fans. fans. So, Johnny, if uh, I, I spoke badly of you, I'm sorry. I love you, Johnny Ace. I do. Um, especially back in the, um, the Dynamic Dudes, back in the late 80s in WCW. Great stuff. Anyway... So, we're going to talk about the draft Wait, he's actually be a wrestler? Oh, absolutely. Are you serious? Yeah, man. YouTube. YouTube, the dynamic (laughs) dudes. You'll see it. Wow. I swear. I'll tell you what. That's right, because I remember you had said you hadn't gotten into wrestling until a certain time. Yeah, he was a dynamic dude, Johnny Ace. Okay. Check that out. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, that. Hopefully... um, when you log on to WWE.com and look at the events and look at the people that are coming at the upcoming events after July 19th, hopefully it's not giving away too many roster spots telling you who's going to go where. But um, I think the card subject to change thing can always be a, a good card to play. Uh, we got the Cruiserweight Classic coming up uh, in the middle of July. It's going to be its own show on the WWE Network. I'm not going to say how much it's for because we're not promoting them. Um, 32 competitors, single elimination. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo, who is a fantastic announcer for SmackDown. Thank, I love this thank guy. Thank God uh, that they're doing him because I don't want to hear Michael Cole's voice. No, no. Uh, yeah, I hear too much Michael Cole can be uh, a bad thing. So, hold on. Before we move on to this, did you hear David Otunga took King's place on SmackDown? Yes, I did. It took me a minute to realize that that was David Otunga, and I was like, I didn't know he was still employed. He's been employed for years doing stuff in the back office, rowing on the road shows, doing the performance center, and now he is a commentator on SmackDown. 
Okay. Jerry King Lawler. We didn't mention this yet. Yeah, we didn't mention the King who is out right now for... uh, He's suspended because of a domestic dispute. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. But, of course, once the charge comes out there and it's public, WWE is going to do everything they can to wipe the slate clean of everything Jerry the King Lawler. So... Unfortunately, because I love the King. I got to referee the King. Um, he's a great guy. And whatever's going on in his life, I hope he's okay. Definitely. Dude, I'm a sidetrack, right? And, and I know we're going to get back to this cruiserweight thing real quick. But I just got to say, did you hear the talk is Jericho that uh, Chris Jericho did with uh, Nancy Benoit's sister? No. Man, if you haven't listened to that, and if you guys have not listened to that, fantastic podcast. It's some deep stuff, man. I got to tell you, you know... Uh, her sister talks about, you know, of course, back when she first met Chris, back when, uh, you know, they were alive, the type of relationship they had. She talks in depth about, you know, the way her sister died and the way, you know, everything that happened. It's a deep podcast, man. It's really deep. This is the first interview she's given publicly in nine years. Um, wow. It's only the second one, I think. And yeah, so a great, great podcast to listen to if you guys uh, want to learn more information about what happened to the Benoit. Because back when that happened, I actually wasn't watching wrestling. So I remember seeing it on TV, but I was like, oh, man, I can't believe Chris Benoit did that. So that was like, it was cool for me to get that insight because apparently I didn't realize how bad things had gotten for the business after that. That, like, you know, Jericho was talking about it almost destroyed the business because the media was just having its way with WWE. Talking about how dangerous the sport is. So, all right. We're getting heavy now. Dude. But, yeah. But check (laughs) it out. Gotta check that out. You know I love the podcast. We both love the podcast, Big Ugly. Um, and you know we support, uh, of course, we support Austin Swiggle Water for the working man. For the working man, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm. And we're sitting here talking about. Uh, let's get back to this cruiserweight classic, thirty-two yeah. man elimination. We left off Mauro Ronaldo, Daniel Bryan's coming back to WWE to host. I love that. Love I'm it. Glad he's uh, sticking around, yeah. staying in the business. And, yeah. And you know what? He looks happy. I've seen a lot of pictures of him. Uh, he looks recently. relaxed. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm sure he's going to start having kids with Bree uh, sometime in the near future. I'm sure they're doing great. Are both of the Bellas retired now, or did just Bri- I know Bree is done? Br- uh, Nikki Bri officially is done. Retired? Nikki is uh, on her way back from the the from injury and the okay. surgery. Uh, she's been working real hard, and I know she wants to get back into this new women's division. Um, and I think she would be a good player in the women's division. Right. And okay. we'll we'll start talking about that later. Yeah. Um, but she'll be coming back. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the names in the cruiserweight classic. Uh, Tajiri, the Japanese buzzsaw. Now, he's the oldest guy in the tournament because he's a veteran. He's been around. But uh, I love Tajiri. Always have. Always will. The Brian Kendrick. I am shocked that the Brian Kendrick is coming back. (laughs) (laughs) He had a little stint in NXT uh, within the last year, and he did okay. But uh, it wasn't a... You know, right. full time thing, and he also trained Eva Marie on Total Divas. Is that a good thing? Uh, you hey. know what? I, I can say it's a good thing because her in ring work has improved. It really has. And as she took his finisher and she executes it, uh, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look as clean as his, but not, but I mean, you know, hey, not quite. It's something that you don't see most women doing a finisher like that. So I think it's. She did okay. She's done a lot better recently than she has in the past. Absolutely. Ever since being with the Brian Kendrick. Yes. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. I have no idea who those guys okay, are. Okay, well, they are um, they are from Ring of Honor most recently, and now they've been in NXT for about six months or so, both of them. Um, so these guys, uh, maybe six months, maybe nine, maybe a little longer. Um, these guys are fantastic workers, fantastic wrestlers, great entertainers. Um, and there's also a whole slew of other guys that are in this from all different, 16 different countries represented. So we're going to get into that in future podcasts. But today, we talk to Jason Drake. We talk to Miss Rizzo, both from EWA Pro Wrestling. We ask them about their life, their career, their influences. We also talk about Money in the Bank, the greatest Money in the Bank pay-per-view of all time. I don't know if it was that exactly, but it was good. It was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty long. Did you feel like this one was longer? It than, was. Okay. It, it went past 11. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So definitely 11, yeah. 15, 11, 20 was yeah. when uh, the big finish happened. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was like, uh, I was kind of like watching it, but then at the same time, Game of Thrones was on, and I was ah. like, ah, maybe I just want this to be over so I can watch Game of Thrones, but I got through it. It was still good. It kept my attention. I, I, liked, I definitely had 
my favorite match in there. We'll talk about that. So. Excellent. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And we're going to have a couple of uh, small spots and commercials running through our podcasts uh, from now on because we want you guys to know about uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. We want you guys to know about EWA Pro Wrestling, which we are proudly partnered up with. I'm ready to go. We are waiting on our special guests here at the mansion today. Um, anything else for this intro, Big Ugly? Uh, I have nothing else. But did you hear? Ah, that, you do have did you hear else? that TNA... Uh, actually, they dropped down to they dropped another like three thousand viewers. They're now down to like three hundred and three thousand. <laughs> There's no way that this show stays on for another at least two years. There's no way. I right? do not know how there, they're surviving. There, there's no way. I I don't. All of them will be in Japan by 2018. <laughs> I guarantee it. Hey, okay? all of them could be in NXT or uh, coming up to the new SmackDown or Raw rosters too. There's a whole lot of untapped talent in TNA. And granted, like we were talking earlier before this podcast started, Bobby Lashley's getting a chance to spread his wings over there. Drew Galloway's getting a chance to spread his wings over there. Matt and Jeff Hardy are in the twilight of their careers, but they're getting to spread their wings over there. Abyss, been with them 15 years. I think he's a fantastic talent. E, lie, Drake, your boy. Yeah, hometown guy. Well, kind of Hagerstown. Hagerstown, but, but... He's from Maryland. That's yeah, right. We rap him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So... How are they going to stay on? I don't know, but that could disperse, and uh, we could see, because uh, WWE, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, we're going to need a lot of talent in the next couple years. So, uh, And that is a fact of life. That's a fact, Jack. Oh, Lucha Underground. I want to talk to you about that. Um, they have um, their, their big season-ending finale coming up in the next couple of weeks. If you haven't checked out Lucha Underground, do that on the L. Ray Network. Dude, Lucha Underground is great, man. It's I awesome. love it. It's it's like a little hardcore. Even the announcing is like just a little more no holds barred than like it's not your usual announcing with Vampiro and Matt Striker. Right. Um I like the little vignettes they do kind of like movie and then you know it ends in a ring. That's right. Um that's beautiful stuff. Yeah. You know, I watched Rey Mysterio. Did you see that big tag match that he had that it was like a three way? Yeah, it was like a three on three and it was yeah. Rey Mysterio was in it. Yeah. yeah. So, I realized that, yo, Rey Mysterio just don't have it like he used to, man. Like, those guys outworked him. And it's like, it, the the mystique of Rey Mysterio was gone. It's just like, you just wanted to watch these guys. Because it's like, they were doing all the things that Rey used to do 20 years ago. Exactly. But he just don't have it no more. He ain't got it. You're right. He ain't, he ain't got what he had <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. He just kind of hits that 619, and uh, that's it. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a legend. He's a name. Yeah. You know, people are always going to like Rey Mysterio. But I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But um, just having the name uh, being fueling on that show, having Rey Mysterio being there, uh, it works. It you works. Know? But uh, those, those guys outwork him ten times and, over. And they actually have women that wrestle in with the men. That's right. I think it's, I think it's cool, man. It's not like, you know, some people would look at that and be like, oh, it's too brutal. Oh, it's racist, the sexist, whatever. No. They're professional wrestlers. They're entertainers. And they put up a great fight. They put up a great show. All right. of them. And yeah, I, I'm loving it. Do you know where they film at? Are they in Mexico? Or? No, they're oh. in uh, L.A. Okay, it's All in right. L.A. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, but they do give it that underground Mexican feel. Yes, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, but it's good. Hopefully, they come back for another season. Uh, there, I love that show. Great product. Of course, Ring of Honor on Sinclair Television. Decent product to watch. You know, the lighting is always a questionable thing, and also um, the. Storylines are always questionable because you only get one or two hours a week, and sometimes it's spread out over a lot of time. Yeah, I think Ring of Honor is one of those places where they really just focus on in ring work. They do more so than storyline. You know, they do. They yeah. want to produce great wrestlers, great matches, and they do. Uh, they yeah. do, and that's where Cody Rhodes is going to end up over in Ring of Honor. Ah, yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. It's good. Good wrestling. We're we're pro wrestling fans here. That's what we do. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to check out UFC in early July with Brock Lesnar. Lesnar is fighting again. Are, are you taking Lesnar in this matchup? You know, been gone since 2011. I'm I mean, a, let's analyze this. This is Come true. On. I'm a Lesnar fan. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he's uh, he's been in the sports entertainment world for most of his all career. Now, cor- granted, the first match he went into the UFC and he won the UFC Heavyweight Championship. But this was a while ago. So. And against... Um, a much older Randy Couture. At the Randy time. Couture, yeah. right. But now he's, uh, I don't know if he's going to hunt or be the hunted, no pun intended, on yeah. this one. Uh, I, I got to say, I hope, I want to see Lesnar put up a good fight. If he loses, I'm actually okay with that. If he loses, I'm fine. I just don't, I don't want to see him just 
kind of go down like the Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor, where the mm. fight just starts, he just gets knocked out. I don't want to see that embarrassing Lesnar knockout. I hope, like I you think said, Lesnar's, he puts up. Yeah, I think Lesnar's tougher than that. Yeah, I I'm going to hope. I, I'm hoping that he puts up a good fight, and if he does lose, it's okay. But as long as he went in there and showed hard, and it's like, you know, it looked like he could have pulled out a victory, but he didn't. And you know they're billing him. UFC is billing him as WWE superstar Brock Lesnar. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Hey, they try to make money off this. They're going to make some money. <laughs> and then SummerSlam going to come up a few weeks later, and they're going to make some more money. Yes. So, uh, there's our intro. We we start talking. You know what happens. Yeah. We get sidetracked. We love it. That's why we do it. Um, so, in just a few moments, we're going to come back with Jason Drake. Miss Rizzo from EWA Pro Wrestling, and then we're going to talk also a little bit later on with them in a roundtable discussion, WWE, Money in the Bank, and everything and anything pro wrestling. Here at the mansion. We're Don't not me. right. We're not wrong. We're, we're just, just at the mansion. <laughs> How yeah, about that, that? that? That threw me off. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we just fans, and we're going to be right back. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that info and EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. So we are back here on Dirty Ugly Wrestling, the podcast, and we have EWA Pro Wrestling in the house, in the house at the mansion. This ain't no call-in. This is in the house. And they took the shoes off at the door. (laughs) We even met, did they? No, they didn't. (laughs) We mentioned that earlier, but I think we forgot about that. Uh, But that's okay. You can leave your shoes on. I trust you. Um, So we have Jason Drake. Jason, say hello. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> and we have the rabid one, Miss Rizzo. Hey, guys. Ah, oh, Miss Rizzo, did you hear that? Ah, oh, that's fantastic. This is great. Guests in the mansion. Did you guys bring cheese sticks? No. No. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm close to Philly, but I, I have no cheese sticks. true. You guys came uh, all the way down from PA, so I was wondering about that, because cheese sticks are always welcome at the mansion. Are they? Oh, I'll remember that for next time. Yeah. yeah. I remember it. I mean, so, all right. So we're going to talk to you guys a little bit today, and uh, we're going to talk also a little bit later on about the world of pro wrestling in general. How do you feel about that? It's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, now, just remember, Jason, I, Mikey D, Big Ugly, not Big Ugly, Dirty Mike, I'm the sexiest man in EWA, okay? You see that picture. It's been all over the internet with me doing that thing in front of the... uh, you know, that's fine. I'll just be the sexiest man everywhere else in the world. uh, You can have that. That little area, I'll just take everything else. <laughs> See, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> confidence, confidence. And I, that's what I told you already. I did shave today because I knew you were going to be a little more scruffy. A little, little scruffy. But did you shave, Rizzo? Do <coughs> my beard? Yeah, I shaved my beard. <laughs> hey, I just got to be, you know, equal to the partners here. That's what I'm talking about. So, a big ugly. We got a couple yeah. questions for Jason Drake and Miss Rizzo, don't we? Yes, we do. Um... First thing, I just want to find out from you guys, man. What do you guys think about the Ray C. Hawkins deal, man? I mean, I've I've honestly known TJ since I got into the business. You know, he actually had a little bit of a hand in in getting me started. Um, but I never would have seen that coming from him. I don't think anybody did. I think EWA was blindsided by it. Um, you know, we were the last ones to get out there because we were still recovering from our encounter with hashtag Pat Anthony and Violet. Uh, so when we heard about it, we hit the ring and just the aftermath, you know, was not expecting to see any of that. What did you think about it, Rizzo? I've been in the business for like eight years and I've seen and done a lot of things and that has to be one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Definitely. I know you guys uh, came out after the fact. I, I was out there in the middle of this thing, and I didn't really know what was happening. And I saw TJ kick uh, Ray in the face, and then I just ran back, and I didn't know what to do. So I just came back and tried to get anybody that was left in the locker room to please come out. And you did, and you saw the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray C. Hawkins is out of the hospital. He's getting around. He's doing okay. Hopefully see him back at EWA events in the near future. Um, let's just get this out of the way. The next big EWA event Summer Sizzler. It's going to be hot. 
You guys know about this. It's Friday, July 29th, Tall Cedars Hall, Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are on sale at EWAMaryland.com. I just got to get that out of the way. Um, you mentioned hashtag Pat Anthony, which you had a fantastic match, Jason Drake, at uh, Faith No More 2. Great match. Fantastic match. And Rizzo, you were out there too, and you and Violet kind of got into it. Mm-hmm. Cat fight. Cat fight! You know what I mean? <laughs> So, Big Ugly, you were there. How did you like this match? You said that this was the match of the night. Best match of the night? You Talk to me about it. on the clinic, man. Like, tell me about that match. Uh, you know, we went out there um, take trying to take that belt off hashtag Pan Anthony, and I had it. I had it more than once. Violet got involved. You were the Maryland champion, I think, for I, a I minute or two. I should be, of course. Um, you know, I hit, uh, hit the stomp, the beauty mark as the... As everyone's calling it now, the beauty mark. I hit the stomp, <laughs> and I had him down. One, two, three. All of a sudden, the ref's out of the ring. One, two, and I just see him get pulled out by Violet. And I should be the champ. And she gets in and has the nerve to start poking me in the chest and telling me I can't hit him. I, it's a wrestling match. You shouldn't be involved pulling the ref out. should have been a disqualification. The only reason I figured the ref didn't is because he knew I wanted that belt. You did. And I, boy, did I. And I nearly had him again. Took a low blow, cheap way out, and lost by cheating once again, multiple times. So, I, by all rights, I should be the Maryland champion, but it is what it is. Do you agree, Rizzo? He should be the Maryland champion right now? He should be the Maryland champion. And also, I want to add, I don't know if you ever heard the song. I mean, it was it was going on when I was, when I was a kid. Don't mess with my man. Because I'm going to be the one to break it to you. Let me tell you something. I had enough of that girl that night, and that broad got it. Oh, she got it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was uh, I, I was enjoying the cat fight, believe me. And I, I know you from a little bit back in the day, so I'll, we'll get to that. So I know you can fight. And But Violet, let me tell you, she started her way in EWA by uh, basically throwing a stiff forearm to a referee and knocking a referee out. So... She's got some fight in her, too. I would like to see, me personally, and you too probably, Ugly, I would like to see a rematch for the Maryland Championship. I think you deserve it. Thank I would you. like to Definitely. see, you, you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see this maybe at, uh, we might see this at Summer Sizzler. We might see it down the road. I want to see a mixed tag team match with the two of you versus the two of them. Tell me what your thoughts are about that. Start with you, Rizzo. Yeah, I would love to do that because I could finish what we started. And I would love to see them go at it again, too. You guys know you're going to come out on top, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no cheating on that one. No. (laughs) Man, I tell you, usually a mixed tag team match is the men versus the men, the women versus the women. But what happens if, say, Rizzo, you get uh, face-to-face with hashtag Pat Anthony in the ring? What's going to happen there? Well, I'll try my hardest not to kick him between the legs. (laughs) But, uh, just make sure the referee's it. not watching. Let me just tell you, I did take self-defense classes when I was in high school. So I might be all right. Okay. And uh, Jason Drake, one-on-one with Violet in the middle of the ring. Now, I know you're a ladies' man. So how's that going to play into your uh, strategy? Uh, it depends on how far she pushes me. Starts poking me in the chest. If she throws a shot, you know, I'm going to try not to swing back, but I can't guarantee anything. You could woo her with your uh, oh, wild. That's true. You know, I because could, you but... take off those sunglasses and you look into the sunglasses while you're in the ring. And I know you got this, uh, you know, you're a very, very uh, pretty individual. This is what well, you do. Thank you. With the hair and the glasses. The I'm hair. not hitting it. Ugly, I'm not hitting on them, all right? No, it's fine. I'm, I... I'm feeling something right now. <laughs> oh, next oh, yeah. Yeah, so I understand. This <laughs> is what they call heat, right? This is heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, uh, maybe she'll be stunned just long enough that I can, you know, let her come in and start swinging. Because okay. I know, she, I know Rizzo wants to get her hands back on Violet. I, I know, no and doubt. I, I'm and looking forward to seeing that. And ugly, I know you are too. Absolutely, man. You guys have to uh, have another match, man, because you deserve that belt. Thank you. Let me just touch on this real quick, um, Rizzo. Like I said earlier, I've known you for a lot of years. Um, so some of those years you've come up in the business. Some of those years I've come up in the business. You and I have crossed paths. There was a uh, a belly dancing contest uh, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I've been a ring announcer and a referee while you've been a manager and a commentator and also a participant. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about that. Like you and I know each other, so I know you'll get involved. So uh, you know you know Mikey D will get involved too. Mikey D can get his hands dirty. Yes, yes uh, dirty can. Mike. Uh, see, that's what it is. <laughs> So, you know, we're cool like that. And Jason Drake, I knew you back when uh, you were part of the city. 
the city. We're not going to go gonna any name the that. city, but it was a city. And I think you've known me since my first day in, in a company anywhere. That's actually. right. I saw you that first time, and, uh, you know, per the Maryland State Athletic Commission, you know, because we're not sanctioned by them, you got busted wide open. I did. I did get busted wide open. And you ended up checking on me. I did. Uh, I was the referee. You were the ref. And then uh, when I came back out with a steel chair, you know, you kind of, well, it was a steel cage match, so you kind of just couldn't sit there and watch while I got got my revenge. Uh, absolutely true. I was surprised you came back out, honestly. Um, I, I was surprised you were conscious. Let me, let me paint this picture for you, Big Ugly. Big steel cage match. A lot of stuff going on. And uh, Jason Drake just kind of got plowed into the cage. Like, I mean, the cage won. Oh, the cage won. There's blood, and my arm was busted up. <laughs> But that, that was, uh, you know, you, you paid your dues real quick in that business. And you have been a high flyer, a risk taker, and there's been a lot of things that have been a part of Jason Drake. Uh, I won't, uh, th- you're Jason Drake now, this is who you are. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that have brought you to where you are. Uh, I'm going to ask you both this, and I know you're asking this question too, Ugly. Tell me what brought you into this business. We'll start with you, Jason. Uh, honestly... I grew up watching it a little bit, not not too much when I was young, young. Honestly, my mom had an issue with it, <laughs> the Attitude Era, but I watched what I could, snuck. Parents just snuck don't shows. understand. They don't ah. understand, they don't. Uh, by the time I hit <laughs> about 13, 14, I really got back into it because uh, I met a good friend of mine who showed me the ladder matches between you know the Hardys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys. Yeah. I immediately went, whoa, where was all this? This is awesome. And I started following those teams very, very closely, the Flyers, especially the Hardy Boys. And me and me and him kind of grew up with the mindset that one day we're going to do this. One day we're going we're gonna to get into it. And it's like I always kind of figured myself as Jeff Hardy, the guy who'd go on the top rope, do all the flying. And he was kind of more the ground base, more technical uh, in his mind, like just size-wise and dreams. Um, down the road, I met the guy who trained me uh, just at a party, and he said, I have a ring in my backyard. And I said, what? And he said, come look. And, you know, I just started. That's how I got into business. I met him. He kind of said, well, I'll, I'll work with you on some stuff, and we'll, we'll see what you know. And I kind of just naturally took to it and just took off, and I was wrestling not much longer later. That's right. And uh, through all that, you made your way up. Uh, you've been in the business now a couple of years, and now you are in the EWA, which I'm very happy that you're there. You absolutely belong there. There's a character and a and, and a talent that you have there that just is, it, it jumps off the page. Am I not right? No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Rizzo, how about you? You said, you know, eight years in the business. How did you start? How did you get in? Well, I started watching wrestling when I was probably a baby. I mean, my first match that I remember watching. 1971. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, right, just right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The first match I remember watching was uh, The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Oh, the oh, SummerSlam yeah, match. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first match I remember watching. Um, Primetime Brian Lee, I believe, that was the other Undertaker. So, yep. by the way, go on. <laughs> Whenever uh, I was growing up, you know, every Sunday that there was a pay-per-view, I was allowed to stay up. Um, we actually had this box where we stole, you know, free pay-per-views. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is probably over on that. Yeah, I, I oh, had well, that too, it's, so yeah, it's, it's <laughs> always cool, yeah, you know, it yeah. is what it is. It was nice um, Shady people. So, uh, you know, my mom actually told me, you know, if I didn't eat my dinner, if I didn't listen, I was not allowed to watch The Undertaker, so obviously yeah. he's one of my favorites. Um, uh, we'll, we'll fast forward to about 2014. My brother started training with, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what business it was, but anyway, he started training. And we were doing backyard. I don't care. Everybody kind of shames on it, but we did it when I, when we were kids. You know, they, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody somewhere kind of got into yeah. backyard wrestling. I understand. Yes. Go on. When we actually we had a we had a real ring, so they would you know my brother and a bunch of my friends they would go train. They'd come back. They train me. Um, so I was training from fourteen to eighteen, uh, doing backyarding every once in a while. Just kind of you know, uh, I don't even know how to say that like. Tweaking our craft, I guess. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So then when I turned 18, I was able to get in and start start up. Uh, I started actually over in Pittsburgh and then moved more locally and... Boo. Broad. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yes. Seriously. Sorry. I broadened into uh, all of PA, so that's pretty much how that worked out. 
And then you came up, you've been a lot of different things. You've been a manager, you've been a valet, you've been part of the creative process, you've been yeah. a competitor. Um, you know, uh, if anybody wants to look up a belly dancing contest um, <laughs> between Butterfly and Rizzo, uh, you can do that on YouTube. It's got a couple of hits. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, it's kind of, but Mikey D was involved too. I was the uh, sort of the judge in the, in the middle of the whole thing. That was pretty interesting. So, Big Ugly, uh, I know you got some questions. Yeah, I just want to know how you guys met. I want to know that, too. <laughs> well, Actually, I think I do know that, but I want to hear the story again. Out. It's a funny story. I was, I had a tag partner at that time. Uh, this guy, Nick, he and I were tagging, and we ended up, uh, I would just travel with him. He, he was in the business. He's the one who trained me. He'd been in for six years at that point, and I just kind of coming up, so... He'd get us the bookings, and I'd just follow and, you know, go jump off something onto somebody. <laughs> so he told me where to show. It's not the pretty, greatest way to get booked. Not hey, the greatest way to get booked. We've talked about that. We've talked about that. But, uh, but he brought me up to the show called SWL in uh, Pennsylvania at Seven Valley, and I was just tagging along, and I see this girl uh, walking around. and That girl. That girl, yeah. Sorry. So that's how we met, actually. We met at the show. Um, he and I went and performed, and we were asked to come back, and just coming back, coming back, talking back and forth, her and I, and uh, we finally went on a date. So that's how she and I met, and how this all came together. And you guys are, and this is a shoot, you guys are together, boyfriend, girlfriend, you guys are a unit. Yep, yes. this is a shoot for... It- what year over a year now for real for real but (laughs) for real for real over a year (laughs) over a year and we're finally working together in the ewa now that's that's great you can uh you know be together on the outside but also be together on the inside of the business ugly your thoughts um i think it's awesome so what'd you guys do for your one year anniversary oh they had a ladder match (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know i think we went out for she wanted to go to buffalo wild wings have some beer and wings and food which we totally support, uh, which, by the exactly. way. Exactly. So, you know. That's our spot. That's, that's, our, spot. Our, that's <laughs> our spot. Yeah, damn right. So, she wanted to go there, and I think we watched some movies and then played, probably played some video games, just hung out, spent the whole day together. Nothing, nothing super, super big. She's, you know, we're kind of the two laid back types who like just go have fun and do whatever. I'm cheap. Don't mention. Okay. Wait, wait, okay, Miss Rizzo just said she was cheap. I'm cheap, guys. <laughs> guys, whoa! Hey, 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 hey. hey, this is not a promotional uh, vehicle for Miss Rizzo. No, for a good time, call Jason Drake now. Um, <laughs> oh my God! See, that's, that's why I wanted to do this podcast for so long. I love this. Uh, Big ugly. What, what so, do you got over there? What is next for Jason Drake and Miss Rizzo? Ooh. That's a good idea. What's next? Yeah, what's next? Um, we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings tonight. That's what's next. Tonight? That's yeah. tonight next. Uh, <laughs> in the business, I think, you know, we're, we're looking to just go wherever we can. This was uh, yeah. the first the first time really working together it was at EWA. Uh, we've talked about it for, you know, the, pretty much the whole time we've been together. It's kind of been, you know, a subject of conversation. But I'm looking to, I think we're both looking to take it wherever we can. You know, go as far as we can with it. Um, you know? And it, that's that's kind of where I am with it. It's like I want to go as as far as we possibly can and just have fun the whole time. How about you, yeah. I, and Rizzo? I mean, and we'd like to tweak our characters too. I'd like to go as far as we possibly can, but tweak our characters where they. She's can work cheap, and she'll go more. as far as she possibly can. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, developing you know the characters, making more of uh, every time that you guys get out there. You know, yeah. exactly. Rizzo, do you want to be an in ring competitor? Or would you be more comfortable on the outside manager valet? You know, I love doing the whole managing, but I'm I've... so good at it. I just got to put that out there. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm actually going to start training very shortly. We're opening up a training center over where I live, so Ooh. we're probably going to start that up, which okay. is actually good because I can learn things from him, and because I've been in, he can learn. Thanks for me. So we kind of work off of each other, which is pretty good. That's good. Mm-hmm. There's a chemistry going on. Mm-hmm. You feel that? Yeah. Just like me and you, ugly. We got we got chemistry. Yeah, kind of. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up now. And see, I I've done managing too, and she said I wasn't that bad. She said I was. I did pretty good. You were. I've managed once or twice. Yeah, as an outside, as a second, you were okay. But the thing is, you have. You have further. You want to be in that ring. I know. I can tell it from oh, you. Yeah. You know, just being outside the ring and then your eyes and the passion. You you want to be in that ring. I know that. So mm-hmm. um, you will be. I know both of you will be. 
Um, now, Rizzo, was there any managers or valets that you used to watch that had a big influence on you? You know, I think just a lot of the women. Um, I used to look up to Marlena, and then I met her, and that kind of changed. Amen. I'm going to get into that, <laughs> but I asked her to watch my match, and then I asked her about, you know, how, how you thought it went, and, and uh, she said, I didn't watch it well. Okay. Thank With you. Your old wrinkly hands. Goodbye, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's no joke. I, I encountered her a couple of years ago when I went to um, one of the uh, WrestleCon conventions at, during WrestleMania weekend, and she was not fun. She she just not was not a pleasant human being. No. Ooh. Now her ex husband Gold Dust Dustin Runnels. He's a cool guy. I got to referee him one time. He is excellent. He was he was painting his face, and he's like, "Come on over here, kid." You know, and just started talking to me, and it was really cool in the ring, and just an excellent guy. So, there's some great people. Who guy? Who have you guys worked with in the business? So, such as those big names that are out there, those reputable names. Should I should I tell my Tony Atlas story? You sure can. Because I mean, that was, that was locker room work, but um, so <laughs> I'm in the ring uh, doing a little promo. And I see Tony Atlas, he's, he's kind of running late, and he walks past the ring going into the locker room, and he's staring at me, and I'm thinking, what is this old guy looking at? <laughs> so I get back there, and, you know, I go shake his hand, and, and he's like, come sit down. And I'm like, okay. So he pulls out this book, and it has all these pictures of these girls standing on his face, and I'm like, I'm like 19 at the time. What? So, Yeah. So I'm, I'm like two years, maybe a year in, and I'm like, okay, this is weird, but sure, cool, this is your thing, dude. Maybe this is your new gimmick. So uh, <laughs> he's like, I had these big Chuck Taylors on. He's like, uh, do you do you want to come stand on my face and get a picture? Uh, <laughs> sure, whatever. I should have asked him for money, and if I would have, if it would have been now, but back then I had no idea. Yeah, sure. But, uh, yeah, so he stands on my face. There's a video. Nope. There's a, I mean, he stands on my face. Yeah, I stand on his face. There's a <laughs> video. Like, there's like, nope, crushed. Um, <laughs> and then about a month or two later, there's TMZ uh, foot fetish for Tony Atlas. Oh. So, yeah, I that was a locker room work. <laughs> she thought gimmick. Uh, yeah, not uh, not uh, maybe not a wrestling gimmick. It's a different kind of gimmick. <laughs> some kind of yeah. gimmick. Some Real kind ugly. of gimmick. <laughs> ugly. I, what were you feeling about that over there? I know how I feel. <laughs> tell me how you feel, man. <laughs> I tell you, there's some characters in this business. Um, Tony Atlas is definitely one of them. Um, I've got to work with. Uh, uh, luckily, being a referee and being a ring announcer, I've got to work with a lot of different people. A lot of them are pretty cool. You know, but then you have the ones uh, I, I love Sabu watching them on 1995 on VHS. But I tell you, Sabu nowadays, not not the greatest individual to be around. Um, that's just one thing. Um, but I got to tell you, some guys that have been through the EWA in the past, brutal Bob Evans. Yeah, he's, he's a class act. He's fantastic. Yes. yes. Um, hard worker. Great worker. You had an opportunity to uh, be in the same locker room. Both of you did with brutal mm-hmm. Bob Evans. How, how was that experience for you guys? He, as you said, right up. He was a, he was a class act. He was um, nothing but but kind words and advice. You know, he told us what we did right. Told us you know things we needed to work on. But he was never the kind that like shut anybody down. It was all constructive criticism. It wasn't meant to cut anybody down or anything like that. He just he was there to help people and and do whatever he could to see you know the next generation of, of wrestlers coming up just to make sure that they're. They've got their best foot forward. That's and, cool. And um, I was under the weather dealing with uh, the flu, getting over it, so I actually missed – he did a training seminar with a lot of students, and they, they had nothing but kind words about, about right. Bob. And nothing nothing bad to say. And, you know, I've seen a lot of improvements from the students uh, working at EWA, so a great guy. Absolutely. Great guy. Rizzo, feel the same way? Yeah, and I love the fact that he worked with them, and it seemed like he worked more than what he was paid. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? He, well, first of all, yeah, he worked the whole training session, the seminar, all day long. Then he worked two matches later that night. And these weren't throwaway matches. These were quality matches. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stayed in the locker room all the way from the beginning, all the way through the end of the show, still talking to people, willing to talk to people. Um, so, Brutal Bob Evans. Hangs with Bob. Hashtag hangs with Bob. Now, you guys have worked with a lot of people in the industry. Do you feel like the veterans there are, you know, more willing to help the younger generation? Or do they just, like, not really care about you guys? They're only worried about themselves. It depends. It's it's 
person to person, I think. I think there, there are vets out there. And she and I have had a conversation about this a lot. Like, because I'm, you know, young in the business. She's been in, like, five years longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are vets out there that I've met, like Bob, who just want nothing to have, nothing more than to help you. Because they recognize the fact that, you know, this is the next generation. If I don't have, if I don't help them or do what I can, like, why why would I try to cut them down? You right. Know? Cutting them down is just going to make wrestling for the next generation. If, if all the vets don't help, then wrestling is going to – it's not going to be as good. Right. Yeah. If they offer what they know towards the new guys who bring something of their own, it's like that hybrid of, you know, the, the vet mentality meeting the, the young guys mentality. And you kind of – you can you – can, you fuse those two and, like, learn a lot more. It can go better. The, the wrestling can be better. Whereas if you have these vets out there, which there are many of them out there who feel, you know – Respect and uh, respect is very important, but they feel they they can like break down young guys because you know they need to beat respect into them or or yeah uh, you know they they need to to cut them down to make sure you know they respect like it's it's there's a point where it's it's good I think there's a point where it's just detrimental to the business where it's like you have guys who have a lot of talent a lot of heart and they're the good workers and they're respectful kids who who just get shut down so much because of a, a mentality that. They don't want to do it anymore, or they stop doing things that they were doing that the fans love. That you know the vets are like, oh, that doesn't make sense, even though the right. fans love it. Which brings you to the point, like if the fans love it, do it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. as long as long as it's safe, no one's getting hurt. Um, you know, you're there to entertain the fans. If it's something the fans want to see, do it. Absolutely. You know, and you, I've I've heard many vets out there say, like William Regal, about the uh, the recent Ricochet Will Osprey match. You know, that yeah. got yeah. that got a lot of criticism and stuff. But his big thing was, if you saw the fans, the fans were they were into it. it. Yeah. Same thing he said about PWG. A lot of people were questioning Kevin Owens in his time in PWG, and William Regal, you know, said, you know, well, it's not what I would do, but this this is what caters to the fans of this company. You know, it all depends yeah. company to company. Com- company to company, audience to audience, you know, and that's one of the things that you as a performer, uh, Jason, and you, Mr. Rizzo, same thing. Um, even me as a ring announcer, I, we've got to feel the crowd, you know. Yeah. Every crowd is different. Every night is different. Every match is different. You know, the show is usually two to three hours long. There's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Sometimes there's ups, sometimes there's downs. you got to play to each one of them. I think both of you do that very well. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I'm always see, and I'm always entertained. Big ugly when I have to ring announce these two, and uh, they get in the ring, and uh, Rizzo starts just just ribbing me, just starts talking to me, um, <laughs> and just starts saying probably outlandish things that we can't say on the podcast. But it's it's funny, and then Jason Drake's just kind of like looking into his glasses. Oh yeah, I'm listening to it laughing. He's all the time, trying not to playing. bust out laughing. Exactly, he's smiling like, though because he's got that smile. Like yeah, it's a smirky smile, the little. <laughs> Pretty boy smile, but yeah. To answer your question in a, in a broader spectrum, I think there are vets out there. Like, and it's all just there's vets of every kind, every caliber. There you are. know, there's as many vets out there as there are personalities, and each one's different. You know, there's some that bring a lot to the table, and some that maybe don't bring as much. You know, I'm not going to name names or, or talk ill of anybody, but there's a I veteran do. sitting right next to you, so you better be exactly. So I'm not going to respectful, woo, respectful. <laughs> and you guys got to go home together. Later, exactly, so, you know, we got to go home together. You're, you're going to pay for it for real. <laughs> but yeah, I think there there are really good vets out there, and then some vets that maybe are a little bitter about some stuff, and it just kind of comes out in there, you know, in the way they they deal with other wrestlers and other people in the business. True. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, yeah I, I agree about a 100% on that, but I think the reason that sometimes these vets are so bitter is because how they were brought up. Um, I've heard stories where they've had crap in their bags, people have mm. emptied out their bags, um, yeah. they, they've had guns pulled on them. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a completely different industry now. Yeah. Yes. You know, there used to be where the green beans, I mean, they would beat the crap out of you. There, there was no question. They would beat the crap out of you and then when you got, you know, farther in, it would be a little better. And that's why they are so bitter. But then you have the guys that weren't brought up like that, or maybe they were and they don't agree with it. Those are the ones that usually don't have a problem. Um, but some of the ones that did, you know, go through that, they will back you up 100% once they realize that you have that respect. That's, so. that's true. And this business... Um, I wasn't. I was in the business for a little bit back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and even from that switch, when I got back into the business uh, about four years ago, completely changed. Mm-hmm. Now, some places do have that old school, you know, 
kick the crap out of them mentality, whatever, and, and rib them, not just harmless ribs like we were talking about on the last podcast where, you know, somebody stole my car uh, or somebody industrial <laughs> industrial uh, put shrink wrap on my bag. I mean, that's one thing, but when you're doing putting crap and stuff back, that's not what this business is about. No. We're about having fun, entertaining people, um, and it's all it's all one just big fun party. It's supposed to be fun. That's what it's all about. It's entertainment. That's yeah. bottom mm-hmm. line is what it is. Professional wrestling, but it's entertainment. Speaking yeah. of fun. Oh. oh what did it feel like when you guys took your first bump? You love asking yeah, this question, yeah, don't you? Know, yeah. We're going to get this from every yeah, guest we got. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Jason Drake, was it a shooting star press onto concrete? <laughs> no. Because I can see some promoters you saying, can... oh, do the shooting star press. I've had promoters say, do the shooting star press, and, you know, we're going to have you miss it. And I'm like, have you ever missed a shooting star press? It don't feel good. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, no, the first bump I took, uh, I'll admit, I was a little bit like, ooh, that didn't, I didn't like, win me. I've heard people who are like, oh, I got, like, winded, like, blood. Like, I hit it. I felt it. I was like, ah. Luckily, I, my first bump was taken in a pretty decent ring. It was, a, you know, not, not hard, super hard padding either. It gives a little a little shock to your system. You're like, oh, this is what it's going to be like for the rest of however long I wrestle. <laughs> but uh, now, you know, my first day, first bump, didn't feel terrible, but you felt it. I'll say that much. Rizzo, you've gone through the training. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I said earlier, we were. I had a backyard ring, but it was a real ring. Thank mm-hmm. God for that. Um, I can just say that the day after my first day of training, I woke up, and I was about 14, I had to call my mother because I could not move a single muscle <laughs> to go get me water. <laughs> if you've, if your body has never experienced that before, that's no joke. Ugly, we got to get you down to the pain factor. Yeah, no, I, I'm not out. interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got to have you take the bumps, yeah. run the ropes, yeah. bruh. No, let me tell you, no, it, it's something, and we and we do stress. I mean, it is a, it is a fun business to be in, but you gotta gotta have the physical capability to do it. You gotta have the mental capability to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, talking about, you got to have a thick skin sometimes when some of these veterans and trainers and things like that, but they're, some of them do it for your benefit. But as far as the body, um, there's there's all people, all shapes and sizes. If you want to do it, you can do it. Please don't try this at home. No. We talk about backyard wrestling and whatnot. Please don't try this at home. That's why we have the EWA Pain Factory. There are people down there to train you to do what we do. And then also, uh, Rizzo, you said you got a school opening up where you are in Pennsylvania. Uh, sometime in the near future. How can uh, I've got a couple more follow-up questions, but how can people find you guys on social media? Uh, they find us right now. Um, you search either Logan Helfenstein, or which is my real name, or Jason Drake. It's on there as well. You can search either one of those, and you'll find find me. Mm-hmm. If you look up Rabid Rizzo online with a B, with a B, not Rapid, Rabid, Rabid Rizzo, R A B I D Rizzo, on Google. There you go. Boom. I'm right there. Everything. When will Jason Drake be on Google? That's what I want to know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you got to work your way up there. I got to work my way up. See, she's there. She's been in five years long. Maybe maybe in five years I'll have my own Google. You know, who knows? That's cool. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> find these guys. Find Jason Drake. Find Rabid Rizzo. Miss um, Rizzo. They, they've uh, worked a lot of different places. Now in the EWA, you can also find them at EWA Pro Wrestling and on EWA Ringside and EWAMaryland.com. Uh couple of uh, follow-up questions, and then we're going to segue into talking about the other part of the pro wrestling business. But I'm going to start with you, uh, Jason Drake. Your favorite wrestler and your favorite match? That's really, really uh, tough. Uh, my well, favorite... I didn't want to pre- pre- prepare you for this because you would have answered that for like a half an hour. I uh, know I would have. I would have wrestled. I would have. I would have answered every hour. I'm going to give you. Can I give you like two? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. As far as growing up. And and before I got like into the business, my favorite two were probably Shawn Michaels and Jeff Hardy. Okay, nice. classics and awesome. um, Jeff Hardy. Uh, honestly, my favorite spot was him coming off the Titan Tron onto Randy Orton. Not quite a match, but when he climbed that Titan Tron and did the Swan Tom, yeah, like 40, 50 feet in the yeah. air. Yeah, just the stunt was amazing, and all the ladder matches I've loved. But I think my favorite match of his was probably. The first ladder match after the feud between Edge and Christian and uh, the Jeff and Matt is the new brood. Their first ladder match for the uh, money at top. Oh, that was a great one. It's it kind of overlooked though by the TLC matches, which are great. But I just remember that was the first match that I saw them, and it stuck with me. And that was uh, the Terry Invitational Tournament, exactly. the TIT. 
T I T. I remember this stuff, dude. And, not, I watched it, but I don't remember. And my it. favorite <laughs> match of Shawn Michaels was probably Michaels versus Undertaker. Which one? The, the first the one last, or the second the one? The second one. Okay. That was the big one. Uh, other than that, probably Razor Ramon versus Michaels in, in the latter matches. Those were always the first really one or the second one. The second one. Okay. It's both, both the second ones. There's all the second ones. The, the, the sequels it, are better than the first, the se- but well, they were all good. They were the build to the sequels. It True. It was the story building, the emotion captured, you know, the first meeting, and then that, that gradually build to the to the second match, which just had to happen. They were both phenomenal. I love it. And uh, Rizzo, how about you? My two favorite are The Undertaker and Mick Foley. Which one? What do you mean, which one? There's a bunch of them! Okay. The boiler room brawl, the, well, my, the hell in the, the cell. The hell in the cell is the match. Okay. But I'm saying they are yes. my favorite wrestlers. Those are your favorite wrestlers. And okay. they're, they're, the hell in the cell match, you know, when Mick Foley's tooth is hanging out of his nose. Everybody <laughs> thought it was a booger at first. Right. That's you a know. Um, yeah, pretty that's, large booger. He, <laughs> that man has taken so many hard bumps. He is so wrecked. Yeah. But yeah. he is just phenomenal. And obviously the Undertaker. There's no words. Under, Legend. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, no yeah. words. No matter how long it is that he takes to come out, it don't matter. It's fine. He can, still <laughs> he can do it. it. He can still put it on in the ring, no matter who he's talking. You know who he's facing. So I was really impressed that you guys are Undertaker fans. Last year, when uh, he faced Brock Lesnar in the Hell in the Cell, um, and that Undertaker, it's like a thirty-minute match, and they both beat the hell out of each other. And this is Brock Lesnar, and I know we've talked about this. Ugly. I mean, he's no small dude. He's stiff. He's tight. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. And Undertaker, being up to fifty plus years old, took that beating and gave it back. And Brock Lesnar won, thank God, because I believed he should have won that match. But that was just to see the Undertaker do that at this point in time was just awe-inspiring. Well, it was yeah. crazy because right before it happened, there were like this video was circular, circling around the internet that he was like deadlifting 550 pounds yes. or something. It was ridiculous. I'm like, what? <laughs> still? You can still do this. Okay. And that was kind of how I saw it. I was like, oh, he's going to still go in that ring with Brock. That's and right. He, he, you're right. He went and gave it, he took the beating and gave it back. Ugly, you got any more uh, EWA or uh, other types of questions right here for. Uh... Jason Drake yeah. and Ms. Rizzo? No, you took my question. That I'm was go- I was going to ask man. it. Yeah. I didn't mean <laughs> it. Was, it was just it was a segue. Yeah. It was on that's my cool. mind. That's cool. That's but, cool. you know, that's what we do. You know, we're not right. We're not wrong. We're just fine. See? And we did it right yeah. that time. Because yeah. earlier I was like, no, we're just in the mansion. That's right. We're live from the mansion right here. <laughs> um, would you guys like to stick around for a few minutes and talk WWE, money in the bank, uh, any other types of pro wrestling? We would love to have you stick around. Sure. Sure, you know, I got my opinions on it. We talk all the time. I got these long <laughs> messages on Facebook Messenger uh, about this, and this that's great. And I don't want to tell you what Rizzo and I text about. It's, uh... What? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just hey. saying the content is possibly not right for the podcast. Okay. Um, that's all. Nothing for you to worry about. That. Jason Drake, you're the man. Uh, so... Uh, we're going to take a little, what is it, a pause for the cause? Pause for the cause. That's right. And we're going to be right back with more dirty, ugly wrestling. 